When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. All right, overnight crowders. Off the back of the Birmingham Games closing ceremony, a bit of Dexy's Midnight Runners for you there with Come On Eileen. Joining us now, Dan Koppel. We spoke to him in the lead up to the Com Games. Now he joins us again, contributor with the edge of the crowd. Dan, thank you for your time and looking forward to wrapping up the Commonwealth Games with you tonight. Thanks for having me, Jen. Yes, very excited to talk uh, all things Com Games. It's been a, a huge couple of weeks and I have to say the sleep deprivation is getting to me. I don't know how you do this all the time. I'm not sure I know how I do it all the time either, to be honest, Dan. So at least um, over this time, it was had a, a uniqueness to it. I always find a buzz around Com Games, around Olympic um, Games as well. When you get to, when it's in a different hemisphere and you get the different time scale, I think I'd prefer it during the day. But it was nice to have something keeping me company across my nights for sure. Yeah, look, I, I can imagine it's great to have something keeping you company. I have to say, as someone who doesn't get to live the nocturnal life anymore, it was a, a bit of a struggle. And um, the very end, actually, the last night was was definitely the worst because I was up both ends of the night watching things that I couldn't take my eyes off. <laughs> well, how, let's go all the way back to the beginning with you, Dan. Uh, the swimming program was probably the biggest part of the first half of the Games for us. What were some magic moments for you coming out of the swimming? Um, I mean, swimming were incredibly dominant, 25 of 52 gold medals. Um, there were only four events that we didn't have a medal in. Um, but I think the moment for me was the 100-meter women's freestyle where Molly O'Callaghan kind of stole the show from Emma McKeon. Um, you know, Emma's the most decorated Olympic and Commonwealth Games athlete we have, and um, this 18-year-old upstaged her in, in the Blue Ruband event. Um, just, you know, by a touch, basically. Yeah, there was plenty of good moments, but that was especially one of them to just see it's that handing over, not that Emma's done yet, but you can just see, yep, straight away, our next generation is going to be A-OK. Yeah, and as Sam Short in the men's 1500, right at the opposite end of the pool, um, had a great story. So he was at the end of the swimming program. But so at trials, he stopped after 1400 metres, not realising he had another two laps. Um, missed the qualifying time and so was picked on discretion um, and then came home to win the gold medal by three seconds, which is awesome for an 18-year-old in the men's as well. And joined some big names in becoming a 1,500-metre gold medalist. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice pedigree to have that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what else we have in the first? We had uh, as, as well cycling, the track cycling. There was plenty of controversy there in respect to it seemed a really strictly officiated part of the tournament. And then we also saw some big crashes. Yeah. And track cycling is always one for the uh, very technical 
um, decisions. There's often things that we go, really, was that was that what it was? But I think the big talking points out of the, the track cycling with the crashes, we saw some of the worst crashes that I've ever seen on a velodrome, um, including that um, horrific incident with Matt Walls where he ended up in the crowd. Mm. Um, but one cyclist who did crash early in the week was Aussie Matt Glatzer, Um, And he didn't heal up very quickly because every time he raced after that, you could see the blood seeping into his skin suit. And then we had uh, handlebar drama. So at Tokyo, we had um, handlebars break in the individual pursuit, um, causing a crash. And the morning of the sprint, um, the men and women were told that their handlebars were at risk of breaking. So they had to ride different handlebars. And he despite the disadvantage, still pulled out an incredible gold medal going under 60 seconds for a one-kilometre sprint. It was incredible, that. And the, the fact they did it on, as you said, sub-optimal equipment, imagine that extra second they might have even shaved off even further if they did have the exact gear that they wanted to have leading into it. It was an exciting track cycling program, uh, without a doubt. I did enjoy it. We saw a couple of times the the misfire of the gun and the, the, is it the Derny going around as well? But that to me almost just adds to the theatre of track cycling, seeing that go back around again and then come through. Oh, it absolutely does. And the Kieran is one of those dramatic races where you go, what's the, the Derny doing at the front? And then all of a sudden they let loose and it's uh, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> it does. It does have a real, oh yeah, circus. I don't know. There's something different about watching the Derny and everyone holding their pace behind. So I quite enjoy that about the track cycling. Um, the athletics, it's keep mo- moving through as well. Athletics finishes the program. We're not particularly as dominant in that there's always dominant Australians in every event, but at the same time, I think under Bruce McAvaney's tutelage and his narration, a very, very, very enjoyable program as well, as well as some gold medal highlights. Yeah. Well, it's, it's great that you talk about Bruce's commentary because for me, the commentary and the moment of Ollie Hall winning that 1,500-meter race was one of the moments of the Games. Um, Ollie coming back from disappointment at World Championships two weeks ago where he was beaten tactically and missed to the final um, and looked very determined in what is the longest sprint finish we've seen in the 1,500 in a long time. To shave more than two seconds off his PB and win gold was brilliant. Oh, the, the finish, I said it across last night's program, I just kept calling it a storming finish because I couldn't believe the way that he came from behind, just jumped back out of the pocket and just sprinted home. It was brilliant and the core was brilliant to match. We had some other golds as well, of course. Uh, what was it? The the discus, the javelin. Um, yeah, how yeah else? Matt, Matt Denny in the discus, uh, Kelsey Lee Barber in the javelin, who she has this knack of doing it in the final throw of competition. It, it's never any earlier and, and there's no, you can never relax with Kelsey because you know she's going to throw something big right at the end. <laughs> and she um, did. I, I can't imagine how her coach feels with the anxiety of wondering whether this is going to be the one where the luck runs out, but uh, she keeps pulling it off. And of course, um, at the beginning of the program, we had two brilliant golds in the athletics with Maddie Di Rosario and Jess Stenson in the marathons as well. Yes, I almost forgot about those. That was a brilliant um, day when you had those two with those victories. And even our, um, and I've just just lost his name, Adams. Is Liam, it? Adam. Liam Adams. Liam uh, Adams, our electrician, our tradie, just proving that anyone can can get it done if you have the commitment. He was he was great fun to watch, even though he fell outside of the, the medals. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great race to watch. And that whole day was. Yeah, it was. Um, there was, 
you know, it's hard to believe it was a week and a bit ago. Um, feels like a lifetime. It really does. Let's move through to the team sports because that's obviously a big part of the it, – it, it works its way through the entire 11 days. And we saw lawn bowls throwing up some fantastically close finishes, the beach volleyball the same. We had uh, the cricket with our gold medalist Australians now doing, you know, ODI champions, uh, T20 international champion, World Cup champions and now gold medalists. Plenty of highlights across the team sports as well. Netball, hockey, it was great. Yeah, and uh, for me, the Diamonds was was one of the big highlights of the team sports, um, in part because they had that redemption for missing the gold medal four years ago at a home games. Um, And the way that they did it, you know, in style, being the first team ever to lose a match during the Commonwealth Games and still win gold. And, of course, they were that 1,000th goal, that magical moment that's... uh, a pretty crazy stat as well to be a thousand gold medals at Com Games. Oh, it is quite incredible, and that was great to see them come over the top of Jamaica, who beat them in the round games, as you mentioned. Another one that you you talked to me about just before we came on air was to do with the diving, and obviously Melissa Wu was our flag bearer through the closing ceremony. But you had an interesting snippet that I'd missed. Yeah, so this is Melissa Wu's fifth game. So first games was at uh, Delhi in 2006, where she took silver. Um, And this uh, Com Games, uh, she was competing at the 10-metre synchronised platform with Charlie Petrov. And Charlie Petrov is 14, um, which means that when Melissa Wu won her first Commonwealth Games medal, Charlie wasn't born yet. (laughs) Um, And Charlie is the youngest medal winner in the diving since Melissa in 2006. That's incredible. And just that just brings me right around to a great moment of asking you, we're speaking with Dan Koppel from the edge of the crowd, the magic of the Commonwealth Games, that is part of it, that exact story. Yeah, there's, there's a, a real magic to the Games. It's, it's one of the most inclusive kind of multi-sport events because unlike the Olympics, the bar is a little bit lower for entry for a lot of these athletes. And we've got uh, you know, Great Britain split up. So you're getting athletes from Guernsey and the Isle of Man and from places like Bermuda and Norway um, that get to represent at the Games that they don't often get to at the Olympics. And we get to see them not only take centre stage, but actually medal in some cases. And that's another part of it, isn't it? We obviously look at the, the medal tally overall and Australia sitting on top of that medal tally, which is great to have our, our whole team performance and unit performance over there rewarded with that first position. However, I know there's another table that exists that you'll have more detail on, which is a bit more to do with medal per population. Yeah, so there's uh, something about individual medals per population, and we um, we don't do as well on that one. We're not at the bottom by any stretch, but uh, for this Com Games, uh, someone else did the math. A flourish, I believe, had the chart. It's we had a medal approximately every 144,000 people. Now, Nauru had one medal, so that's one every 10,000. But Nauru has a population of 1,800 people, and they took home a medal at the Com Games, which is a pretty incredible stat. I mean, we would have had to win over 1,000 medals to get close to that. That's incredible, isn't it? And I think it's another part, even though it's called like the Friendly Games, and you did mention that maybe the bar is a little bit lower to get entry into it. But what it does throw up is we saw some real David and Goliath-style battles, don't you, where you've got Australia highly resourced in a lot of our programs and well-supported and well-sponsored, for example, and then you, you have these other countries that you come back up across that 
it is that real David and Goliath feel. And I think Jamaica was one of the other ones in the netball that sort of rung home for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jamaica had no video analyst, no strength and conditioning team and one massage therapist for the team and they made the silver medal. And it, it looked like you could see the pride and joy of winning silver on their faces, um, which was so great to see. And it's great for netball to have uh, a country like Jamaica pushing through. But I think one of the other reasons that the Com Games is becoming really special and really um, kind of the friendly games is that it's the only major multi-sport event where we've got uh, para-athletes included and integrated, you know, seamlessly into the program. They don't come back in three weeks and, and do their own games. But we had, you know, Katya Dedekind break the world record on the same night that Australia won a bunch of other medals in the pool with able-bodied and para-athletes. And we had, you know, the gold medal match in the uh, S6 to 10 class in the para-table tennis. We had two Australians in gold and silver. Um, but that integration and, and seeing disabled athletes and para-athletes competing on the biggest stage with their peers as the rest of the world of athletes is brilliant, I think, as well. Yeah, I reckon you're bang on there. The whole idea of even when you got the glimpses into the village life and you saw all of that intermingling of sports and athletes and country, I, that's another reason that I think, oh, it's so good that it is so seamlessly, as you said, integrated. I I wonder whether Olympics just by sheer weight of numbers is where we can't integrate, but I would love to see this be normalised as that's the way that events are held. Yeah, and it's tough because it means that the para-athletes do compromise on the number of um, competitions they get, but one that they did get in one of the other moments of the Games is the uh, three-on-three basketball, in the three-on-three wheelchair basketball. And um, I don't know if you remember, because it's close to a week now, but Lachlan Dalton's three-point winner to take the gold medal. Um, at the moment, the clutch that he had there that just to sit back, take the shot and have his teammates mob him after he made it was pretty impressive as well. Oh, yeah. Look, there's so many moments. Each little bit, we, we remember to stumble back across something. I'm, I'm grinning from ear to ear here sitting in the studio. Dan, anything else you want to cover off to wrap up the Commonwealth Games? I mean, how long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... Um, what's really special about this particular Com Games is where it sits in the cycle because with an Olympics delayed 12 months, it's only three years between Olympics. And for a lot of athletes, it meant there was only six months off before the Com Games um, rather than two years or so. And I think that means that a lot of athletes like an Emma McKeon, you know, and an Eddie Ockenden in the Kookaburras um, will think about going around for another Olympics because it's closer um, in their minds. And, I think that's a great thing of this Games, but um, Eddie Ockenden seems like a great spot to finish because the Kookaburras, uh, 7-0 in the grand final to take the last gold of the Games for Australia, um, and their seventh straight Commonwealth Games gold medal in that event seems pretty fitting. It does. It does, Dan. Thank you so much for your time, both before the Commonwealth Games and after the Commonwealth Games, and good luck returning to a normal sleep pattern. We've enjoyed having you part of the overnight crowd. Thanks very much, Jen. Thanks. Appreciate it. Dan Koppel from Edge of the Crowd covering off the Commonwealth Games. I think that's a great wrap. We'll leave it there with the Commonwealth Games when we return more time for your calls and your texts on the other side of this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it.
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.